What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It's Thursday, February 9th. I'm Priyanka Arabindi. And I'm Juanita Tolliver, and this is What A Day, where we think Mitt Romney telling George Santos, you don't belong here at the State of the Union, has the heat to become the new, you can't sit with us. Yeah, move over, mean girls. It is time for the normally boring elder statesman. This is your moment, Mitt. Take George Santos down so we don't have to. I'd really appreciate it. On today's show, the death toll continues to climb in Turkey and Syria following Monday's massive earthquake. Plus, Ukraine's president paid a surprise visit to the United Kingdom. But first, the takes following President Biden's State of the Union address on Tuesday are rolling in. So we wanted to take some time to walk you through what people are saying and what matters, especially for those of you who didn't watch the entirety of the address for yourselves. This is what we're here for. We got you. No worries. So the overarching theme of this speech, at least in our view, was really more of a bipartisan unity message than we've heard from Biden in past addresses. We have a divided government now, as opposed to the last time he did this, which could be part of the reasoning behind this shift. But of course, so could the timing as he potentially heads into another campaign for the presidency. But Biden highlighted big bipartisan wins from his first two years in office, including infrastructure, the CHIPS Act, veterans benefits, and more telling Congress and the country, quote, let's finish the job. That, of course, does not sound like a man who wants to throw in the towel quite yet. So as you spoke about with John on yesterday's show, Juanita, that message of let's finish the job could become a convincing one for Joe Biden. In my mind, it was a campaign slogan and beta testing, right? Like this was a moment where we know Biden had a massive audience, millions of people tuned in to watch this. And so he's test driving some of this stuff. So I expect us to hear this again. And John Favreau's dad agrees. So shout out to us. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to you two, the only political pundits I need. But unsurprisingly, the bulk of the focus of the State of the Union has been on the disruptions that happened during the speech. Let's take a listen. Some of my Republican friends want to take the economy hostage. I get it. Unless I agree to their economic plans. All of you at home should know what those plans are. Instead of making the wealthy pay their fair share, some Republicans, some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security to sunset. I'm not saying it's a majority. Let me give you, anybody who doubts it, contact my office. I'll give you a copy. I'll give you a copy of the proposal. That means Congress doesn't vote. Well, I'm glad to see you. No, I tell you, I'm, I enjoy conversion. You know, it means if, if Congress doesn't keep the programs the way they are, they'd go away. Other Republicans say, I'm not saying it's a majority of you. I don't even think it's even a significant... But it's being proposed by individuals. 
Oh my God. What? I wish, I wish, I wish that track included the sound of McCarthy shushing his conference because he told them going into this address to act like you know better. Act like you understand the sense of decorum, but they just couldn't contain themselves. They couldn't help themselves. My mind is just stuck on the TikTok audio, which is how broken my brain is. But it's, it's like, <laughs> what on earth is going on in the House of Commons? Like, this is the vibe <laughs> that we're getting. This is crazy. What is happening here? That's the energy they were bringing for sure. Thankfully, he was very quick on his feet in response there. We love to see him not getting flustered, even though that's crazy. But these very vocal outbursts do sort of highlight the people he's dealing with here and, you know, some of the contentiousness that we can expect between Congress and the president over the next year or two, especially with the fight over the debt ceiling coming up and, of course, another election cycle. Right. Essentially, the drama is just beginning, so we all better buckle up. But during the State of the Union address, President Biden also gave Vice President Harris a number of shout outs about her work on abortion, climate change and small businesses. And I had a chance to catch up with the VP yesterday while filling in for Zerlina Maxwell on Sirius XM Progress to discuss the address and her planned trips to Georgia and Minnesota. Yeah, okay, pause for just a moment. You said that pretty <laughs> casually. You got a chance to talk to the vice president of the United States of America. That is so extremely cool. Oh, my God. I did my absolute best to hold it together, Priyanka. <laughs> yeah, well, listen, I'm not meeting the vice president, so I don't have to hold it together here. That is so cool. <laughs> Bless. I started by asking Vice President Harris about the millions of Americans who applied to start small businesses and how she worked to ensure that they had access to capital and resources during the past two years. Take a listen to what she had to share. My second mother was a small business owner. She owned a nursery school. That, In fact, we lived oh. on the apartment, in the apartment upstairs. And she was a business owner, a community leader, a civic leader. She was, you know, an auntie and a grandmother to so many people in the community. She hired locally. And so when I think about small businesses, my first thought is about who small business owners are. And that's who they are Mm. across our country. Not to mention they are part of the economic fabric and lifeblood of communities. And so... I think about it through that lens. I think about it in terms of the overall strength of our economy. Over half of American workers work for a small business or own a small business. So my focus has been on getting them what they need, and in particular for our minority and women-owned businesses, access to capital. I have traveled the country. I've met with so many small business owners who told me about how they had an idea, how they had, you know, they were innovative but went to a big bank and heard a term they'd never heard before. And the term that they heard was they were told they were unbankable. Well, goodness. But see, this is the issue, right? So many of our small business owners who are community-based, they're in touch with their community, but the big bank doesn't necessarily understand the community as well as the community banks do. So my work has been to get billions of dollars to community banks to give access to capital to these small businesses. I love that. And the proximity makes a difference. And I love that it's personal for you. Um, I also know that after this interview, you're going to be hitting the road. You're headed to Atlanta, Georgia. You're going to be talking through climate change, clean transit, infrastructure investments. And when it comes to climate change, you've been explicitly clear that urgency is key. So can you tell me a, a little bit about what people in Georgia and Minnesota should expect to feel and see as some of these investments come to fruition and translate into action in their states? I mean, first of all, we've been seeing and feeling the extreme climate crisis, right? So everything from hurricanes to floods, my home state of California, droughts, and also floods, right? So what we are saying is that, one, it is an issue that is banging on the door for immediate action. 
but the solutions also create opportunities. I'm very excited about what we are doing to create a whole new industry around a clean energy economy. And that's the work that's going to require folks to be involved in not only the installation and maintenance of solar panels and wind turbines, but the work that's going to go into creating the manufacturing and the building backup and the building of America's infrastructure around resilience and adaptation to climate. And back to the point about small businesses, do you know that the vast majority of American manufacturing companies hire and have 20 or less employees? I did not know that. Yes, yes. And so when we're talking about who is the construction worker or they have a construction firm, right? Right. Who are the folks who are involved in the manufacturing kind of the chain of the businesses that are involved in helping to build up our infrastructure? We're also talking about small businesses. And those jobs are good paying jobs. Those jobs, so many of them do not require a four-year college education, but they do require the kind of skills that you can get through an apprenticeship program like at IBEW in our union shops. So I'm going to be on the road as I've been talking with folks about the jobs, about the way we are going to invest in a future economy, and most importantly, how we are going to reduce the harm of this climate crisis, because in particular, our young leaders know it's going to be on their watch that they're going to pay the biggest price. And so we want to look to them for their leadership to help get the solutions implemented. I love that. And I love the emphasis on the good paying jobs that are going to come out of this, especially the ones that require skills beyond a four year degree. Like this is something that is accessible and shout out to the unions that are helping with those training programs. And Madam Vice President, I got to say the tone of the address was optimistic and the president was giving strong energy and kept coming back to a theme that was about it's time to finish the job. And to me, it sounded like a campaign slogan in the making. So is that how you and the president want the public to interpret this speech as we look ahead to 2024? I think that what the president has been so clear about and what we all should understand is that we've created a historic number of jobs, 12 million jobs in just the last two years. We have brought down, you know, over the past many months, the cost of gas as compared to where it was um, at its height. We've had a lot of accomplishments, but there's still a lot of folks who are hurting. And when the president talks about let's finish the job, I know that what he means is let's implement all these policies. Let's get it in the water that now seniors only have to pay $35 a month for their insulin. Let's see it through and get the job done where we, because of our administration, are now going to cap the cost of prescription drugs drugs for seniors to $2,000 a year. Let's finish the job. And I think one of the things about our president that people really should understand, we are not about just sitting around patting ourselves on the back saying, okay, we've done Not at all. There's more work to do. Let's finish the job. I appreciate that, especially in the context of the historic success and the fact that more is coming and a lot of people are going to feel that soon. And one other issue where people are going to be looking for more support is an issue you've been leading on access to abortion. President Biden was clear that he would veto any anti-abortion bills coming from Republicans, noting their intentions to try to pass a national abortion ban. So as you've been leading the White House's fight for reproductive rights, how do you plan to continue to defend access to abortion health care from these types of attacks? Well, I'm going to continue to talk with the folks, especially the leaders on the ground, about supporting 
what they know needs to happen at the state level, as well as pushing for what we need to do, which is have a federal law passed that ensures the protections that Roe right. provided. But, you know, I was in Florida recently, for example. I mean, the laws that some of these states are passing that would criminalize health care providers, that would make it difficult for people to get access to basic reproductive care that includes abortion, but not always. This is the kind of work we have to fight back against. And the bottom line is this is about freedom and liberty. We are a nation that was founded on the belief that all people should be entitled to certain freedoms and liberty, and in particular, the ability of an individual to make decisions about their own body and not have their government tell them what to do. Listen, one does not have to abandon their faith to believe and agree that the government should not be telling her what to do with her body. And prohibiting her from life-saving care. I know one of the guests was Amanda Zorowski, whose family experienced that trauma in Texas because as she was experiencing a miscarriage, doctors were too afraid to give her adequate care for fear of violating the Texas abortion ban. It's that type of concern that I think people are living with every day because it's in addition to the autonomy and privacy, it's also about life-saving care. Absolutely. And, And I was with Amanda in Florida. If you hear her story, she and her husband suffered horribly. And I think that, again, we should all agree that we are a nation that is a developed nation, so we say about ourselves. And that should mean that women should be able to get the health care they need and should not unnecessarily suffer because of some backward approach. Right. And one more question before you go on democracy. The president was sure to emphasize that none of the progress, none of the gains, none of the historic work that you all have been doing in this administration would have been possible without democracy. Is that a message that you also plan to take on the road in the coming weeks and months? Absolutely. And that's going to be about fighting to restore voting rights in places that have tried to restrict voting rights, like Georgia. It's going to be about fighting to make sure that we all support election workers. We've heard the horrible stories of of people who are just doing their civic duty to be election workers being threatened. And it's about the work that we need to do, saying that we are a country that was based on laws and principles that should be upheld. That's what makes us a role model around the world. But we have to fight for that. We can't take it for granted. That was my conversation with Vice President Kamala Harris. And while she deflected my question about 2024, Priyanka, I think we already know what's up. I think we know what's coming in a few weeks. Yeah, you're right. Okay, but this is such a cool experience. I just have to ask you, what was your biggest takeaway from that conversation? Look, I think that the vice president made it absolutely clear that she and President Biden are firm and fortified in what they want to do. They want to keep trying to deliver for Americans. They want to make sure the public knows they did this along with Democrats in Congress so that that all comes back to them in 2024. So make sure people know what was up and what they delivered, but also that people feel the benefits of all the policies that Democrats in the White House have been fighting for for years. Definitely. We'll be right back after some ads.
Well, today is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She absolutely deserves the best. And that's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, your wife, your auntie, even your granny, okay? Anyone who deserves flowers in your life Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be holiday specific you get flowers you're getting flowers everyone's (laughs) getting flowers go to books.com and use promo code wad for 25 percent off that is b-o-u-q-s.com promo code wad books promo code wad what a day is brought to you by fast growing trees fast growing trees is the biggest online nursery in the u.s with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love Fast Growing Trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, And that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? This spring, fast-growing trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit BetterHelp.com slash WAD today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash WAD. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. Rescue and recovery operations continue for a fourth day today in Turkey and Syria. As of our record time at 9.30 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday, the combined death toll from both countries has reached over 12,000 people. Survivors who have lost their homes are now struggling to find shelter as the region has been gripped in freezing cold temperatures. At least 70 countries have already pledged to send aid to Turkey, and the UN is working to get resources to war-torn Syria. Meanwhile, the aftermath of the earthquake appears to be triggering some political rumblings. Critics of Turkey's president, who is up for re-election in May, say that he failed to prepare for such a disaster and that his government's response has been too slow. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky paid a surprise visit to the UK yesterday, kicking off an unannounced diplomatic tour of Europe meant to rally support for his country's defense against Russia. This is only the second known instance of Zelensky leaving Ukraine since the invasion began last year. 
He addressed the British Parliament and thanked Prime Minister Rishi Sunak for his pledge to train Ukrainian fighter pilots. And also gave a small shout out to former Prime Minister Boris Johnson, who backed Ukraine early on in the war before he was forced out of office. Zelensky also made a stop in Paris to meet with French President Emmanuel Macron and German Chancellor Olaf Scholz. He's expected to visit Brussels today to address the European Parliament. Disney announced a massive restructuring plan that will cut 7,000 jobs worldwide in an effort to save $5.5 billion. Our condolences to the Sorcerer's Apprentice, who is probably about to be told that their job is redundant. The reorganization, which has been underway since CEO Bob Iger returned to the job in November, will also split the company into three separate divisions. Disney Entertainment, comprising of its streaming and media operations, a parks, experiences, and products unit, and ESPN gets to do its own thing. <laughs> Meanwhile, the majority of Disney's cost-saving measures will come from its content budget as streaming platforms like Disney Plus and its competitors look for ways to make their platforms more profitable. And some news from the Keystone State. Democrats will take control of Pennsylvania's House of Representatives after sweeping three special elections Tuesday night. They stand on the shoulders of giants. And by giants, we specifically mean Senator John Fetterman. Though Democrats hold a razor-thin 102 to 101 advantage, it'll be the first time in over a decade that the party will have a majority in those chambers. This matters a lot ahead of the 2024 presidential election because with Democrats in the majority, that all but guarantees that Pennsylvania's 20 electoral college votes won't be disputed, just in case there's a revival of the stop the steal foolishness we saw in 2020. Yeah, seriously, this has huge implications for our democracy and our elections, but also is such a big win. I mean, this hasn't happened in over a decade, so... Huge congratulations, huge thank you to the volunteers, the organizers, the people that made this happen. Exactly. This is huge. Looking for James. He's got it. Coming to the end of the third quarter. LeBron James, a shot in history. LeBron stands alone. If you saw the goat emoji trending on Twitter this week, do not worry. The Dallas Zoo did not have another breakout. With a fadeaway jumper Tuesday night in front of a home crowd in Los Angeles, you just heard the audio, LeBron James became the NBA's all-time leading scorer, ending his night against the Oklahoma City Thunder with a career total of 38,390 points. James passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's previously held record of 38,387, which the fellow Lakers legend had held since April of 1984, about nine months before James was even born. Abdul-Jabbar watched the game from the Lakers bench before symbolically passing the torch, handing James the game ball. Also in the Crypto.com arena to witness the historic moment was a crowd fit for the Grammys with stars like Jay-Z, Bad Bunny, LL Cool J, Denzel Washington, and Usher in attendance. It really was a huge night in Crypto.com arena. It feels wrong to say that every single time, but it was very cool. Our sincere congratulations to the GOAT. Maybe now we will forgive him for Space Jam anew legacy i'm sorry i'm still not but this is really cool that doesn't excuse what happened with that film. look i hope this puts to rest any question about lebron james's capabilities abilities and standing within nba history like he's the best period oh but also priyanka lay off space jam space jam <laughs> did what it needed to do i celebrate space jam i celebrate lebron james creativity on and off the court and that's all i gotta say on that yeah, yikes. You know, I'm going to let him have his moment. I'm not going to rebut that. But the original Space Jam, I think everyone will say that one was better. But anyways, and those are the headlines. 
is all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, turn a red state blue, and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading, and not just how much people spent on tickets to see LeBron on Tuesday like me, What a Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Juanita Tolliver. I'm Priyanka Arabindi. And, and it's, it's called, called the Staples Center. Center. Can we get a return to that? Yes, it is. Yes, it always will be. I don't know if Staples has money to do this, but like we should just call it that forever. But do we think Crypto.com has money for this yeah. still? Like, come on. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> you raise a good point there. <laughs> What a Day is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Bill Lance. Jazzy Marine and Raven Yamamoto are our associate producers. Our head writer is Jossie Kaufman, and our executive producer is Lita Martinez. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. As a chef and a restaurant owner, I'm as meticulous about my cookware as I am about my ingredients. That's why I love Made In Cookware. Each pan they make isn't just designed to perform, it's crafted to last. As a mom, I love that I can trust Made In. It's made from the world's finest materials, so I can feel good about what I'm feeding my family. I'm Chef Brooke Williamson, and I use Made In Cookware. You don't need a lot of money to do more with it. Join Padma Lakshmi, Viola Davis, and Fidelity's Women Talk Money team during our free Women's History Month series as we get real about ways you can start planning and saving for the future you want so you can feel good about your money every step of the way. Save your seat today at fidelity.com slash WHM. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, member NYSE, SIPC.